All right, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Ruthless ST Radio podcast. I don't have to introduce myself, but I'm going to anyways, because I think it's fun. Uh, for those of you who don't know who I am, I am Nick Bernal. I am the driver of the Ruthless ST 2014 Ford Focus ST that I do very bad at autocross in, but oh well, here we are. This is actually a pretty interesting episode tonight uh, for more ways than one, um, partially because I'm not going to be doing a lot of talking. I'm going to be doing a lot of kind of conversation moderation, which I haven't done in a while. What I have tonight, uh, well, this is tonight when we're recording this anyways, uh, is a couple awesome ladies, and we're going to talk about kind of car girls in the community. So uh, Gina, uh, Anne, whoever wants to introduce themselves first, take the floor. Sounds good. My name is Gina, and I've been for four years now. I started off in the New York region, and I'm in Ohio for uh, medical school. I'm a fourth-year med student at the Ohio State University. Um, I usually drive a GTI, but have been seen to drive a lot of other things, too. Yeah, I kind of need you to drive my car to see what I'm doing wrong, because you always manage to kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Anne, the floor is yours. Uh, well, my name is Anne. I own a 2014 Ford Focus ST. I think that's how I met you, actually. Yes, um, yes, that is how we met. I'm a member of Road Squadron Car Fighters Coast to Coast, and I believe they became a Lucasfilms official Star Wars automotive group, and that was my first love, and my second love was uh, hosting Focus Fanatics Dragon Takeover. Which I um, that is the Ford... one of those. <laughs> yep, yep, that's the... Uh, Tail Dragon official Ford Focus meet. Awesome. Well, as as they've alluded to, they've got a lot of uh, stuff in the car community on their in their own right. So I don't know. Where do we want to start? Do we want to just start in the community in general? And, and oh, the, we can start wherever you want. <laughs> well, I guess that's true. Um, well, let's start with you know. I don't know how many meets you go to, Gina, but because I know you're more of a track-oriented kind of lady. But I know Anne and I are pretty, uh, you know, plugged in in our local meet scenes. I guess if you want to call it that, um, to sound hip and young. God, I'm calling myself hip and young, and I'm 29. Good lord, or 28. I'm aging myself. Anyways, um. And I think, you know, in the car community, I'm going to try and say this without absolutely being fucking stupid. <laughs> I think in the car community, women are definitely d discriminated against. That might be a little harsh. But I think, I think that they're not given enough, you guys aren't given enough thought because... You know, people may not realize, I mean, I certainly don't, and I'm guilty of this myself. You know, a lot of different things go into a car build, and when you see a, a woman in a car, a built car, usually, usually their boyfriend builds it for them and they just drive it. I don't know, Anne, how much you've seen that, but I've seen that a little bit. Oh, I have a lot of strong opinions about that. <laughs> Take the floor. Um, I, I do feel like a lot of people in the car community, and it's not just about women, it's about men as well, for whatever reason, are very critical of people who do not build their own cars. And I do believe what is really cool about the car community is, is that there's so many various aspects of it. It's not just modifying a car. Excuse me. Um, there's also motor, motorsports. I started getting into that, and I am very transparent in the fact that I work with a speed shop down in Marietta, I think it is, and they've built my car. I have over $14,000 in modifications according to my Haggerty's track insurance, and they've done all the work, and the simple answer is I don't enjoy modifying my car. I get sunburnt, and I get eaten up by bugs, and I don't want to do it sober. Well, <laughs> so you know, I spend... uh, it's funny you mention that, that because, you know, give... The, the route that I've taken with my own car, and I'm sure, Gina, you've 
had this a time or two. You know, we look at we look at our SCCA rule books and we're like, oh God, do we really want to do that, or do we just want to have someone else do it for us? You know, like I research every part I I buy for my vehicle, my car, and I do extensive like like it took me. God, four or five years to even put coilovers on my car because when I was going through research for my car, I was looking at it from an autocross perspective. And because these cars are so old, they're old, but they're not. They're old in the sense that they're not really competitive at nationals anymore. And because they're not really competitive at nationals anymore... All the data for them has just seen to go poof. So, at least for me, finding data to back up, well, I'm going to buy this part, but here's why, is difficult. And I imagine for you ladies, it's that much harder because you guys go to part stores and things like that, and they're like, okay. And, and I'm, I'm imagining you guys are getting... Well, I can only imagine, but anyways. <laughs> and, and I can imagine, you know, and I know, and I know Gina can speak to this more, how the SCCA has ladies' classes, which I don't know why. I really don't, but they do. And I think, I think they're needed, but I think they're not. And I know Gina can talk to that, talk about that a little bit better and more than I can. <laughs> yeah, um, they've they've always existed for a really long time. For me, um, when I started actually as a novice, our region never had a ladies' class. You kind of just had the novice class um, as a start-off point, and then you just had all the other classes. So I just started off as a novice, didn't really think much of it. It wasn't until I was trying to sign up for a national level event that I realized, wow, there's there's a class called ladies class. And I was a little confused as to why they felt like we needed our own separate because we already do have a novice class, people who are just getting who are just unsure about, you know, the sport as a whole and are looking to get some guidance and instruction. Um, and so that that was kind of different for me. And I can kind of see why people like the idea of having ladies because sometimes it can be really intimidating being a girl at an event. I remember my first event, I was like the only girl who showed up there by myself and it was really intimidating. And I think it would have really helped to know other women who were there or just know of other just who were paving the way forward for that. I wouldn't feel like I was completely alone. So I kind of get the idea of why they you know, kind of want to create a community through a class. But I also feel like just we just don't have enough women in autocross in general to make it feel like we have any sort of like cohesive community. And so I think part of it is trying to get more women involved and just women help mentor other women so that they feel like they fit in and they feel like they belong. Um, some people might not know this about me, but at my first autocross event, it was actually horrific. I thought I was never ever going to ever again. I thought I was going to quit after the My parents had told me, like, as a girl, you know, you're never going to be a fist with boys. Like, you shouldn't even be doing this in the first place. Like, you're going to go out there, you're going to get destroyed, and you're going to come back and realize, okay, yeah, it's not meant, it's not meant for you. Um, that's what they told me before my first event. I was like, I don't know about that. I, I think I can prove it. And I really did it. I was last at my first event, and... The person who had been instructing me um, told me I was like the absolute worst driver he'd ever seen. Um, he was trying to point out commands like, oh, go over there, go over there, or turn here. But I couldn't really see what he was talking about because he was using his fingers and just pointing through the windshield instead of just saying, oh, take a left, look to the right. Because with autocross courses, it's kind of like amazing. And so I got lost, and he told me I was the worst person he'd ever seen. And then he told me this is exactly why women can't drive. That was Oof. the first thing he said. Yeah, he um, was super mad. Said that as he was getting out of my car and just slammed my door. Oof. And that was the most discouraging thing I think I've 
ever heard. I thought, okay, maybe my parents were right about the fact that maybe I just can't compete with these guys. I didn't see other women at at that first event, really. I was, like, the only one. Um, And so it just made me doubt, like, is there really a place for us? Is there really a way for us to succeed in this environment? And just having that discouragement made me think, like, okay, maybe we maybe there's a reason why there aren't a lot of women here. Maybe I'm not cut out for it. And so I never really thought I would ever get to other ever again. I thought, okay, that was it. I'm done. Like I tried it and it's me. And so like if other women face something like that, like I can see how it could be a huge deterrent to getting started. And, and I think, I think that's where we're going with this. I think, you know, um, at least I like to think that, you know, the car scene and, and motorsports, I think, is some of the most inclusive bunch, uh, you know, some of the most inclusive bunch out there. But obviously, that's not the case. Then yeah, again, I'm, then again I'm a guy, so... <laughs> so, I don't know. Anne, what did you think of your first track day? Uh... I'll be, I feel like, man, I've never autocrossed, and I probably never will now that I've gone on the track, because I feel like it's so much more entertaining to be on the track and even watch people on the track. But I was scared. I was so scared, because it's like, when you show up on the paddock, you're like one of maybe five girls, and maybe three of them are actually driving, and like none of the track employees are women, and none of the instructors are women, and I get on the track and I meet my instructor. I ended up having two at my first day at AMP. And the, one of the first things he said to me was like, what made you want to do this? We don't have a lot of women that show up. And I was like, <sighs> oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God, I feel so singled out. But then it didn't end up being that way. I think he was just genuinely curious. Maybe he yeah. was – I like to think that maybe he was asking and I would give him an answer. And maybe that answer would help him encourage other women to get on the track because they ended up being – so welcoming i was so nervous like half the day i sat in my car and it was like lunchtime and the track was cold and i'm just eating my car and that same guy came over and he was like come sit with us like what are you (laughs) in your car um so it ended up being really great and at the end of the day all these people were like so when are you coming back you're coming back for preheat the petite which was uh the road atlanta one that was next and i was like i guess i'm gonna have to i didn't expect (laughs) i really didn't expect a bunch of men to be like we want you to be here and we want you to come back because that's never happened before. I think the only time I've ever done a car thing where I had men, you know, being one of the few women that would show up was when I did a convention down in Orlando, there's a group called anime cars of the world. And it is, it was originally an Atasha group, which if you don't know what an Atasha car is, it's those like anime wraps. Yeah, and okay. they eventually opened it up to all themed cars and mine's a Star Wars car and right. I got to meet my friend Romeo through that and he was like come to Orlando and come show your car all four days yeah that's and awesome and it was like yeah come down here when are you coming back which I can't do that all the time because it's in Orlando and that was the only ever time I've ever done a car thing and I was like wow I feel welcome right well I know I know there's organizations out there that support women in motorsports i mean we look at we look at you know if we're on the professional side we look at the as effective as it is right we look at the the nascar drive for diversity we look at indycar which to be fair both those organizations at one point did have danica or as most of us like to say that actually no racing crashica um but i mean you know she broke ground on what we know today i mean with uh katherine leg is a good example uh you know she enters the indy 500 almost every year now uh routinely drives in sports cars in the rolex and uh in imsa so i mean that's that's getting there but you know you want to see more of that because i like that kind of stuff I like that feel-good stuff because not only is it good for the sport because the sport grows and the hobby grows as a whole, but it encourages and inspires 
other people to do it, and I, I wish we had more of that personally, but I'm a goody two-shoes, so I guess I, I, you know, do that on the regular, but, um, Gina, at one point, didn't you, um, start, uh, one of these such support clubs at Ohio State, if I remember correctly? Oh, at Ohio State, we have we just started like an autocross club to get more students involved okay. in autocross because a lot of people don't know about it. They don't right. know it even exists. So um, we thought it'd be fun to do that. So I, was gonna yeah. say, I, I couldn't remember if it was autocross in general or if it was specifically geared towards. I, I couldn't so remember I, off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, so I, I started um, the autocross club at the Ohio State, but at the national level, I do um, help out with driving together in terms of like the national level contingency programs to help support women in so i do someone right I, yeah i i remember you um championing a couple of those programs through the scca i believe if i remember correctly uh yeah so we we give out the contingencies for uh people who compete at the national level at scca um solo tours and at nats and at the pro solos nice yes so and the the those contingencies specifically are towards women drivers, correct? Yeah, they're for they're to help kind of encourage women um, to step out into the open class because although there is a lot of support for women who do choose to run ladies, there's just nothing for women who try to make the jump to open, and sometimes that can be more intimidating because you're there by yourself, you don't really know anyone. And um, you're competing at the national level where everyone's really intense. And there's not really much of an incentive to, like, really go put yourself out there if you want to compete in open. No one really has your back, kind of, in terms of contingencies or programs. Um, So there's kind of a gap there. And we just really wanted to fill in that gap and help women feel more comfortable um, competing instead of ladies if they decided to do so. Yeah, and, you know, I honestly, I see the point of the ladies' classes. I do. But, although I guess it's because I'm in a, well, we are in a hyper-competitive region as far as who all is in our region, I suppose. Um, But I I don't really see the point of ladies' classes. Uh, Call me crazy, but I don't think they need to exist. Because, I mean, you're one of the fastest people I know out of everybody. Granted, the <laughs> granted the people I know I can count on one hand that do what we do, right? Most, and that's another topic for another day. But, you know, out of the people that do what we do, you're one of the fastest people I know. And that's saying something. Because... You know, I always find it funny. Oh, you know, you get beat by so-and-so. Okay. So? Doesn't matter who they are. That, that, that right. I mean, that's hella respect, honestly. So, I mean, that's my two cents. Like I said, I really don't have a horse in that race because I'm not a lady. But I think the boomers in the SCCA are dumb and just need to do away with ladies classes make it a hell of a lot more simple <laughs> yeah i think in general just running open classes definitely has pushed me to kind of you know get faster because you're up against a lot more people a lot more competition and such and well, the you also have the opportunity to learn the bar yeah, you get to learn raised. from other you get to learn from like all, everyone like you get to see things from different viewpoints rather than um i guess competing in like a smaller class and some people say they lo- love, you know, the friendships that they make through ladies' class and such, which I can totally understand. But I feel like you're kind of missing out on connecting with the entire With the entire field. Whole, yeah. Right? You kind of just fence yourself in even more. And Yeah, so. And, and I think that's even more prevalent on, you know, like the casual and social side of just going to a car meet. You know, I see ladies typically significant others of people that are there, um, you know, intermingling. And occasionally you'll see a a built car driven by a lady. And it's like, well, that's a sweet car. 
And then, you know, she tries to go, and I'm sure, Anne, you've seen this quite a bit, because I've seen this a time or two. You know, she'll try and go make friends with the guys, and they'll just kind of pawn her off to the ladies. Mm-hmm. And, and, They're going to do that. <laughs> yeah. They do that. Yeah, and, and they can be douchebags in the process. For sure. For autocross, actually, um, I was at an event, um, I think, like, a year or two ago, and one of the guys was telling me, like, I should really, really go to ladies. And I was like, what? And I feel like just the fact that it really exists, a lot of people feel like we belong there and we should be there. Um, so, you know, from time to time, I'll hear people just telling me, oh, you should be in that class. Like, what are you doing here? Like, go over there, kind of. You know, I, I honestly think ladies' classes exist. Ladies' classes exist as a whole because the guys are scared they're going to get beat. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what other reason is there? You know, to keep. I mean, yeah. I know typically, uh, at least the ones i've been to where you're there it's usually the mod guys the cam guys and then you yeah i don't think western ohio where uh, we autocrossed has a ladies class they do not they really don't they, they do, do not. not and it it still works out i think there still are women there Mm-hmm. hell kent doesn't run a ladies class either <laughs> uh... actually i don't think ovr does either now that i think about it OVR does. It's really? just like maybe just one person in the class or two, or just not a lot of people. So sometimes it's possible that if you went there, they didn't have anyone in the class. It's a pretty small class, but OVR actually does have it. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe maybe they should join their Western and Cincy brethren and ditch it. Because <laughs> believe it or not, Cincy has it too. But uh, really? most of the time, it, yeah, most of the time it's pretty empty. Like, if I were to do it in G Street, I'd be the only person, for sure. Well, I know, I know, so. out of the out of the people, out of the ladies that run Cincy, I know Joe's not afraid to go up against the big guys. Hell, she beats half of them. No, she's incredibly, incredibly. Uh, she's a, a of... very talented driver. Yes, she is incredible, incredible. Um, I know you don't, because why? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I mean, I've never you're... had the reason to. So. Well, well, yes, but I, I was more along the lines of you're inc you're an incredibly talented driver. I don't see the point. Because again, <laughs> you beat at least half of us, including me. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I don't have you any know. um issues like doing well or trophying. Um, just no. running with everyone else. Um, I actually got third place for the entire 2022 season with Western Ohio stock class overall so hasn't yeah there's a reason i went to sth <laughs> are you trying to hide <laughs> um more from rossler than you but yes <laughs> uh, Carl. yeah Carl. i was actually 0.003 seconds off of him in his own car once this year ouch <laughs> ouch that's yeah oof. we co-drove we co-drove a bit this year that's oof and I love Carl. Carl's awesome. But that's yes, he is. oof. <laughs> yeah, he's incredibly fast. Yes, he is. He is. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, don't even get me started on how fast Carl Rustler is in, a G, in his damn GTI. GTI. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, see, Anne, this is why you need to get into autocross. Because, A, I personally think it's a completely different discipline of driving. And it's completely different than track driving. But B, I mean, you have fun, fun times, and Atlanta, I'm sure, is huge. <laughs> they sure. do uh, cross at Atlanta Motor Speedway, the NASCAR track, mm -hmm. but they do it on the the parking lot. We've been up there when they were doing it, um, before. But I'll be honest with you, I have a couple friends who autocross. Not not y'all. I other friends I've known longer. Right, and they are not nice. They are not nice people. Well, like see, my friends, I have, I know more people that autocross that are just not genuinely pleasant people. But all my friends who track 
are so nice. Right. And I'm sure, like, I'm sure there are terrible people who track, and I'm sure there's like y'all very pleasant people who autocross. But it's just been my experience that you seem to find more terrible people who autocross. And it may, maybe sounds very classist, but it's a lot more expensive to track. It is than it is to autocross. That's why so I, I don't feel do like it. Get, <laughs> I feel like you get a lot more people who are nice people because they paid a decent amount of cash to be there. Right. And if they mess up, they mess up real bad. Right. Oh, I've heard plenty of track horror stories for sure. I've known three, two people who have totaled their cars on track. One, you know, Brian's wife, Brian's girlfriend, Brian Tyson, she just wrecked it. Um, Barbara, I think. And I only have one friend who totaled at autocross. It was my buddy, uh, AJ. And he had a, (laughs) I just blew RS and actually he didn't total. I think he let a friend drive it and he hit the one light pole oh. in the whole parking lot. Oh, the, um, one, the one, as we like yeah. to say, the one cone that doesn't move. Yeah. Oh. So I do feel like because of the, those differences in yeah. the two types of, of motorsports, I do feel like you get a more mature group of people at, um, at track days and at least with hpde so it's not like wheel duel racing there's no winner at the end of the day right you usually don't get people who you know are like i'm so much better than you because who cares if you're faster than somebody else you don't get an award or anything you just move up to a run group that's faster that yep yep less point buys <laughs> yeah but yeah i i think and i think and i don't know why this is Again, I'm a guy, I, I don't have these problems, usually. But I don't know why, you know, we see, and, and maybe it's because we think that all the car girls are Instagram models, so, and this is no offense to y'all, but maybe we just see the the pair of tatas and the, the booty, and maybe that's all we care about? I mean... Like, I know a lot of car girls that, a lot of girls into cars, I should say, that are really, really passionate. You know, and they show it in their build, and they show it when they go out to events, and, you know, this, that, and the other. But I don't, again, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it, because I'm a car guy. So, I don't know, somebody wants to enlighten me a little bit. Probably Anne, because she has a lot of opinions on that subject. I think no matter what I do, there's going to be a car guy that I'm just not good enough for. Um, and, you know, to not to, as unhumble as this sounds, you know, I've started doing track days. I host two Ford Focus meets at the Tail of the Dragon. We have people come from all over the nation to that. I've won three car shows. I've done a couple displays with the Focus. I've done a lot more than a lot of people. I've done more than the majority of my car friends, I mean, there's people who have done more than I have, obviously, but no matter how much I've done or how successful I've been, there's always going to be somebody who's going to talk crap. You know, like I had a local friend of mine who does photography and I was like, I want to be like one of these girls on Instagram and I'm going to take half naked pictures of my car because everybody I've talked to who has done it, like all these girls that went on lady driven and I was like, did you guys like doing it? And all these girls were like, yeah, I felt so confident. I felt so good. It was a lot of fun, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I'll go pay someone 150 bucks to go take pictures of me half naked in Atlanta. And I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. And I thought it was great. And he got money and I felt good about myself. And I posted it. And I had a lot of friends who were like, yeah, good for you, you know, whatever. And I had this, and this was two years ago. This is like two years ago I did it. And I recently had a guy who I thought was my friend just start ragging on me like all you do is post pictures of your boobs. And I was like, when was the last time? I what, what are you talking about? Like, is this what you really think about me? I took pictures two years ago. And this is all you think about me. Right. Well, you want a base model focus. If you're going to talk crap, you better make more power than I do for starters. So don't get that twisted. Oh. And I'm sure many of my friends think that way. So I've just kind of accepted no matter what I do or no matter where I succeed, you know, you're going to have these car guys. I'm just never going to be good enough for them. So I'm just not going to care <laughs> if I want to take half naked pictures 
and people think that discredits me as an enthusiast, let them think that. If I want to have a Star Wars car and that discredits me because I'm doing some, excuse me, something I enjoy, let them think that. Gina, do you have anything to add to that? I'm sure you do. I'm sure you've seen things in your day. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of guys will just discredit you for anything. So I feel like as a woman, you kind of have to prove yourself more. It feels like there's a lot more gatekeeping. If you ask a question, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, she doesn't know anything. She's a girl. And you kind of feel a lot more discouraged. Sometimes if a guy asks a question, a lot more people are willing to help. But if, as a girl, sometimes they'll just look down on you, make you feel like um, you just, you know, you weren't supposed to know in the first place. Or they'll, either that or they'll try to just kind of mansplain everything to you. Oh, my God. Um, so I get that a That's kind of just what I've seen. I haven't really, you know, been out and like, modding my car a lot because, as you know, with SECA rules, like, the more you do, the more you have Don't to spend and the, so um yeah i i do have like just the mods allowed for street class um but you so need, nothing super major on my end you need to come join the street touring crowd but then again i shouldn't say that because i'm hiding from you so <laughs> <laughs> i've driven a couple of those cars i get a lot of uh drives so i have tried them handle so much better so much more fun it you know it and i hate to get off topic but ever since I put the coilovers on my car, even as probably screwed up as my setup is, I still to this day have not gotten my coilovers tuned. But maybe that's just because I learned to drive very, very firm coilovers, even though they're probably not that firm. But it do it handles way different. You know, it's way more direct. Mm. And because you can do things like tune and put an intercooler on in turbo cars case, it pulls so much harder. And that's just that's yeah, it's just a me. lot more. That's just, yeah, it's just more. <laughs> it's more. It's, it's more of the smiles per gallon. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. It's just. <laughs> An expensive smile per gallon, right? Ah, yeah, that that ninety three hurts. Although I was running ninety three before, but yeah, that ninety that that cost of ninety three hurts. Yeah, I feel it. I'm running ninety three as well. Oof. And you have no idea what we're talking about. Absolutely not. <laughs> but. See, this is this is you need to come to the dark side. <laughs> As a play on words there. <laughs> but but yeah, I think I think you know, it was actually brought up to me earlier today too. I was talking to a friend of mine and he was like, you know, doesn't talking about the the stigma around women in the car scene just make a bigger one? And to answer that question, well, I don't think so, personally. I think it maybe dispels some myths if we sit down and talk about it, which is what we're doing. But I, I think there's a lot to be learned, and obviously it can't be done in, you know, an hour-long podcast, well, in this case, half-hour-long podcast episode. I'm sure we're not done yet. We'll touch on it. I'm sure some more stories and some more topics, but this is something that obviously is bigger than three people on a podcast. On a, oh. and and I think the more, I think the more we get out in the in the scene in the world and you know in the community and talk about it, I think will it add to the stigma? No. Will it quell most of the myths? Yes. Because, and I don't, and I've seen this, right, personally, but as with any section of the car scene, there are multiple instances, uh, or multiple, oh, how do you put it, types of car girls, I guess. Again, without sounding completely, completely sexist here. Um, 
there's, like we touched on earlier, there's Instagram models, and then there's, like, girls that, again, you know, build the cars themselves, and I, I'm one of those guys that doesn't prefer to build my car myself, but I at least want to know how to work on it, so I've built my car myself, but obviously, the, the car girls that build the cars themselves, I'm looking at you, Anne, and your $14,000 in mods that you've done to a, <laughs> done to a car that's probably worth about thirteen grand because your car is probably about worth as much as mine is, and mine's only uh, worth KBB about KBB said it was eleven. <laughs> oh, well, ooh, yeah, sorry, I got a couple grand on you then, but... It's an ST1. Oh, oh, yeah, mine's an ST3 with the sunroof. <laughs> Mine has a sunroof, though. Really? Yep, you could get it that way from the factory. Really? I didn't know you so could they, do ST1 sunroof. Uh, I didn't know that either, but after I bought it, everybody was like, you have an ST3, you have a sunroof. And I was like, mm, no, I, I'm pretty sure I don't because I have the ugly cloth seats. And then somebody told me, and I'm assuming this is true, that the original owner must have ordered it that way from the factory. That's interesting. Well, because I know, again, getting off on another tangent as we so often do on this show, not just on this episode, but on this show in general. We love our tangents. Um, I know... So I bought my car used as well, and I know that on the... At least the pre-facelift ST, I don't know if it was... If they carried it over to the facelift. But I do know on the pre-facelift ST, the sunroof, I think was, like, the only standalone option. Because most of the other options were broken up into the trim levels, ST1, yeah. 2, and 3. And I know the main the main way to tell the trim level of your vehicle by just looking at it is, does it have cloth seats? Okay. Does it have leatherette cloth Recaros? Okay, does it have full leather Recaros, and are those Recaros heated? Okay, does it have the Sony radio? Does it not? Those are the basically the two main things that determine trim level. The rest of the cars are all the same. Well, the lights are different in the ST3. You got the uh, Correct. the ones that move with the, the steering wheel. Well, not only that, but they are also the bi-Xenon headlights as mm -hmm. well. But if I remember correctly, those might have also, at some point, been a standalone option, too. I'm not sure on that one, though. I don't know. Ford did their stuff, and they, well, they still do their stuff. Really, really weird. Makes no sense. Kind of like, uh, well, actually, VW's ordering system probably is a little simpler. You have S, SE, and Autobahn, and that's about it. You can't really option a car. Right. We don't have a lot of options. Yeah, we didn't either, but most of our cars, well, actually, I think there were two. There was the sunroof, and then, like, I have the interior lighting package, and I think that was the other standalone option. Other than that, I think that's it. I could be wrong. But if I we remember... We had the carbon package. Those were in the facelift STs, those, though, I think. Yeah, weren't, there, weren't they only, like, ST3? I think Unless they were... You, I, Asked for it. Well, I think they were ST... I know they were facelift. And I know that they were in the... I think it was an option if you had an ST3, you could do the carbon package. But again, Ford does their shit so damn weird. You, ugh. Let's just leave it at that. Ugh. <laughs> but... Yeah, I think, go, going back to the original statement before we went off on our tangent, we're going to have to do more of these. Because, A, these are fun. I like doing them. But, like I said earlier, you know, the there there's more than just... Um, there, there's more than just what we can discuss in, like, an hour. You know, there, there's plenty of different stories that I wish there was more than just me here. I'm taking a knock at both of my co-hosts. 
uh, <laughs> because I'm sure they've seen more than I have. I don't usually go to car meets because of things that have happened to me personally, but there's only a couple that I go to because of what's happened to me personally. I'm locally known as the hated track guy. <laughs> well, the reason for that is, so I used to have, hopefully soon I won't have, um, but I still do. I have magnets. Most of us autocrossers don't like to draw attention to ourselves on the street. So we have magnets on our metal doors. Uh, unless you drive a Corvette and then you have to buy fucking stickers. But I digress. Um, so in my town, I'm locally known as the hated track guy because whenever I had the numbers on the car, like when I was going to like a two-day event, um, I'd just leave the numbers on the car and the tires on the car because, well, there's no point in me changing them just to have to go home and change them again and take it on and off and line it up right because I'm a perfectionist. So when everybody says, ooh, let's go run on the street, I'm like, nah. I'm at, here at this date at this time doing this. Come beat me. And I haven't had anybody take me up on that to date. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird. Maybe I'm like you guys and just weird, but... <laughs> um, what was that message, Anne, that you got the other day that you were showing the group? Oh, the screenshot? Yeah, what was that? It was a viral post that said something like, you're not into cars, you're just into the attention it gets you. And, like, the top comment was, like, 99% of car girls, and it was posted by a woman. And it's like, God, can we just not do this right now? Can we not? It, <laughs> sir, this is a Chili's. Um, and mean, it really, I, I it really a just, lot of attention whores that are guys. Well, I have a friend of mine, and, you know... We we did Elite Tuner together, and I was so excited because I was like, there's my friend. He's got a focus. We're the only focuses here that were allowed into the show, and we're probably one of two focuses that are just here in general. And I was super excited, and I won. I placed top 25, and he got mad that he didn't win. And there was another show he was doing, and the co coordinators emailed me to go to the show, and I... He texted my friend. I was like, we should go together. We should post up again. And he said, no, I don't want you to go because I want to have the nicest focus there. And then he always complains about how his posts aren't getting engagement on Instagram and how he's got this many followers. And it's like, are you in this because you want to be here? Or are you just doing it because you want to win and you want people to like your car? Like, are you doing it because you like your car? Or do you want attention? And I feel like I know more guys in the community that are like that than women. <laughs> you know, I I would have to agree with you. I I definitely know I, I definitely know a lot of attention whores that are guys. Um a certain mini driver that shall not be named is one of them. But anyways, um you know, I don't really see that in and I guess this is where the car community splits, right? Because most of the autocross crowd, especially with the takeover nonsense, that's another story for another day, but we don't like attention. I know I don't like attention, unless I'm getting handed a trophy at the end of the day because I was the fastest person. And I guess I really don't see that very much. Again, I'm a guy, and I'm oblivious, so I could be wrong, but, but, so, Anne, you know, I'm planning a dragon trip for some people. Mm-hmm, I saw. Any, got any tips? Uh, have you ever gone? Oh, yeah, I've gone twice. Yeah, I've gone twice. Okay, um, well, when was the last time you went? Oh, a couple years ago. Um, the police presence is significantly higher, and that's just because people keep Doing dying. Doing stupid shit? 
we've been up there twice when life flights have been there and it's a very humbling experience when oh, sure. you see the helicopter land on the one of two landing pads up there um you know people don't know how to act right and there's just more police presence how? so if you're going up there to run you got to do a scout run and you're better off getting a good run during the middle of the week or right at the beginning of the morning or at night uh, if you're there to drive hard if you're not there to drive hard you know just just mind your business right well, thankfully uh we're gonna be there probably in the morning because i've got a 300 mile loop planned mm -hmm. so that's gonna be probably the first stop in the morning thank god hopefully hopefully the roads won't be too because I know up there especially it gets it gets crowded and that's yeah. part of the reason I don't like going there too much anymore because it just gets crowded. I prefer the back of the dragon in Virginia. Yeah. I like the Skyway personally. Oh, I love the Skyway. I've done 80 on the Skyway and yeah, don't even realize you're doing 80. <laughs> the first time I went up we hosted folks max dragon takeover my mom hears this she's probably gonna crap her pants but we were going like <laughs> we were going like 110 oh, geez. <laughs> and Hope that was when i had my tires well that's when i had my ford focus s which nobody knows what that is because everybody thinks the base model was the sc that's not true the base model yeah. for the hatch was the sc the base model for the sedan was the s and that car was stock and it was the dct oh, no. transmission I was on Dunlop oh, Z2s, so I was on 200 treadwear tires, and the uh -huh. brakes were done, and Oof. not a single person could keep up with me, and my boyfriend was in the front seat like, you should probably slow down, not because we were going to get pulled over, but because it wasn't nice that we were faster than everybody else. Yeah, yeah, that's almost what I'm afraid I'm going to run into, and I'm not even on 200 treadwear tires. The, uh, the Focus does really good on the Skyway. I have a lot of friends like the Dragon, but you got the turbo, you got the torque, and you can really, when you're going up the uphill, you have a lot more, uh, you have the higher ground, basically, right. with that torque and that turbo going uphill, but you got to be careful going uphill, because a lot of times, when you go on the Skyway with the big group, when you're going uphill, everybody's like balls to the wall, they want to go as fast as they can, and then the second the Skyway starts going downhill, if you drive too hard, you're going to end up in the back as your blue breaks out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that can end up. You could end up doing that on the dragon too. I've I've cooked mm -hmm. my brakes on the dragon too, and that's that's not fun. Um, yeah, I I don't know how much touring you've done, Gina, but you need to come on some tours. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I have to get myself out there. Yeah, it's more like a time thing. I just don't have so much time. With that school going on and everything. I was going to say, are you still, how many more years of med school do you have? This is my last year, actually, so I'm getting really close. Well, good. The problem you... is that the next step is more work. I Like, residency is, like, usually, right. like, 70 hours a week, 80 <sighs> sometimes. So it's, and, like, no, not, no real weekends. We get, like, one day off every Oof. Saturday. So we don't even have a full weekend of Saturday. Well, I, I, I so got it, a feeling. It can be. I, I something tells me, because I don't know if you guys listened to my last episode or not, but uh, Nick, my other co-host, uh, that's who I'm planning this trip for, uh, which to be fair was pretty much already planned. I, I do these things, you know, draw them up in my head, kind of a thing. But, um, that's the the group that I'm I'm planning it for his group. So, A, I don't know what headcount's going to be, which, if it's anything like what you go through every year, Anne, I'm sure when you try to keep headcount, it's a, it's annoying. It's awful. And then imagine being a woman because nobody wants to listen to you. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I don't even, I don't even want to cross that bridge because I'm afraid nobody's going to listen to me as a guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard it's hard to tell you what doing the focus trip it's so funny because every year i'm like i guess nobody knows how to read because i put everything in schedules and everything's cross-linked and i work so hard to make sure everybody knows what's going on and i feel like oh you don't you don't want to know read. you don't want to know what i've done for this trip i've written a whole guidebook for this trip because okay to be fair 
and to be fair to everyone listening, all of the people except me have never been on this road before that I'm aware of or, or roads in this area. And if you're stupid, like a certain Civic Type R driver I know that shall not be named, um, you can potentially add to the tree of shame. Which, and as you know, you do not want to add to the tree of shame. <laughs> because you will be ridiculed until the end of time. Are you talking about the, you're not talking about the Civic that, that got air on the dragon, are you? No, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm referring to, well, I don't think he got air. But I'm referring to um, a certain person that, well, I know Gina doesn't know because he's never been to a track before, or an autocross <laughs> for that matter. But he thinks he he thinks he's uh, he thinks he's Dale Earnhardt on the street. It drives me nuts. And you know, is one of those typical people that his mouth writes checks that his ass can't cash. And he is uh, very widely known in the in the uh, at least in the local car community as being an idiot. Um. <laughs> Well, at least it elicited some laughs, so at least I'm doing something right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so he uh, cross-center, and he posted video of this on Facebook, too, so he opened himself up to this ridicule. He hit the cushion on one side, then cross-center, then somewhere in there popped a tire. So I'd have to go try and dig up the video to share it, but I'll have to do that and share it to the group because it was very funny. Um, but yeah, he, he managed to pop a tire on the dragon and was very proud that he added to the tree of shame. I'm like, you don't want to be proud that you add to that particular tree. But more power to you. Well, this was a good conversation, I think. This yeah, was a, this was a, this was a good start. Um, I gotta get the other guys in here, and we can get more vigorous conversation going. But mm -hmm. I, I think as an introduction, and then as a future, I think we'll we'll uh, I don't know, maybe in a couple months we'll revisit this and make sure everybody can come in here and and say their piece. But I like where this started. I think we've got a good start here. Yeah, I would love to come back and talk about, you know, women in the community and how it affects us. You, you know, I, I think, and I think uh, that might be a show all on its own. That might actually be one I have to outline for, that we don't just wing, because as we see when I wing things, it turns out good, but not perfect. That's a show that deserves to be perfect. Gina, what do you think? Yeah, sounds like a fun idea. All right. Well, we'll we'll definitely get to work on that. In the meantime, thank you everybody for listening, and we will see you in the next podcast. Have a good one. <laughs>